just keep rolling into this because this sounds is, good. This is sounds fucking good. magical. So, I'll pour my drink while you start the show. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, uh, good afternoon, baseball fans. This is episode eight, season two of Bourbon and Baseball. I am Susie. That is Shelby. We got Dallas Braden over there, fucking pouring out some some Southern comfort, and we are fucking thrilled. So, uh, if you have not already caught all of the f bombs. Um, that's what we do on this show because that's that's what we are and that's who we are. So if you have tiny children listening that don't that don't want you don't want to listen to that, probably you know Ixnay on the odd pay. Is that is that they've gotten? <laughs> yeah, but anyways, um, we drink, we cuss. Again, if that is not for you, then probably not the podcast for you. So there's your warning. You've been forewarned. Not really because this is in the middle of it, but that's okay. That's how we roll here. Um, I am not actually drinking today. Yeah, uh, because because last night I uh, I I had some adults adult libations, Shelby, and I had the adults libations while wearing these shoes. Oh yeah! Oh, we got a high ankle sprain. Tough to do a shoey in those, friend. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now I want to preface this, Dallas, because I know I know that you don't obviously know who 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 I am as a person, but ninety nine point seven percent of the time I'm in Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. Okay. What happened here, Suze? Okay. What happened? It's a it's a whole thing. So my I don't normally go to the to the public functions, but my husband is running for a public office down here, so we are are making our appearances. I mean, we make the appearances anyways because we we like the the causes. But last night was uh, the Education Foundation Gala, and it was a seventies theme. Ah. It was a seventies theme. So I need you. I need you to imagine these. Mm hmm. With some oh. with some bell bottoms, love it. And did you, uh, did you have a nice fucking wig on, little curly wig? Or I, what? Did, I didn't, I didn't, but Mike did, but Mike did. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. No, Mike had his Mike had his grandmother's wig on his head. That's you'll, beautiful. You'll have to you'll have to go look at his Facebook, Shelby, because I'll, I'll I'll post it on my Facebook as well because you know <laughs> we're old. Um, but that was so I am, I'm not. I'm I'm getting more sober as we speak. So <laughs> keep it rolling. Come on, right on into Super Bowl Sunday. But see, I I give absolutely no fucks about Super Bowl. I don't care about football. I don't care. Okay. Um, the only thing that I cared about was if I got to see Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow is not not in the Super Bowl. So no, no. I mean, you could check him out on IG probably, but he's oh, not going to be. Uh, he's not going to be at the game. No, no. no. So um, I will. I you know, there's there's. 20, the February twenty eighth is the first first game of the the spring training, and that's what I care about. So, what are you drinking, Shelby? Well, makers. So we, broke, we broke out the the the, the private selection makers. Oh, so, look at you! Yeah, it is a it is a, a special day in uh, the Shelby household because I love uh, that. my fucking dude, my my every day, you know, every every day I'm pulling up. Baseball is dead. It's a blaring through the speakers along. You know, if I'm not listening to that, I'm listening to Theo Vaughn. So I'm getting laughs either way. But Oh, Theo, what a quality human. I love I love Theo Vaughn. That's another recent obsession of mine. But, uh, yeah, I figured this was a great time to bust out the, the private selection maker. It's, haven't, drank nice. bourbon, haven't, haven't drank bourbon in about three weeks. So let's see uh, if I start sweating. Oh, what are we doing? But yeah. so this is but this is why we do the bourbon and the baseball and this is why we make the fucking rules. So on bourbon and baseball, we can drink the bourbon or we can drink whatever the fuck alcohol we want because that's, in about, that's what in we about, do. So 
Pick on me in about 45 minutes. I'll probably be beat, beat ass red and I'll probably be sweating bullets, but that's okay. That's okay. It's what we like. It's what we like. So, uh, Dallas, I want to, um, I want to preface this with, I actually never listened to y'all when you were, was it section 10? Is that what the old one was on? Uh, section, section 510 is what Five. it was called. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Section 510. It was because Oakland owned the Red Sox. So we called it. <laughs> I love, but, I but, love when you and Jared get into it. <laughs> but yeah, Jared, it was, it was, uh, it was the podcast formerly known as Starting Nine. Rest in peace. Uh, from what I understand, that is no longer. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, baseball is dead. Is uh, is where you catch the rocket and I. That's so. That's where. That's where I started listening to y'all. And when I told this to Shelby, I really wish that I had like her actual actual reaction because she was like shut the fuck up are you kidding me i was like no i was like wait what and she's like well, how did you know i was like i don't know i'm very sorry so apparently i'm gonna have to go back and try and find old episodes you need to listen okay if you're gonna find old episodes of starting nine you gotta listen to the episodes when they were recruiting for the the barn burner <laughs> oh <Okay>. yeah <laughs> i so i totally i was like man i'm gonna shoot a video i'm gonna go out here i'm gonna throw straight gas and hit bombs because i'm like so I, I played uh, Division One college softball, and I'm like, man, they, they, I was like, they, we, we got to get some estrogen in this bad boy. And then I totally missed it. But oh yeah, they 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 grabbed all these guys, all these guys sent their videos in, and they recruited them. They went, y'all played at Field of Dreams, right? Was it Field of Dreams? We played, we played on the field that is in the movie. That's so we fucking played, amazing. Oh, you're you're. I mean. It was, I'm in for a treat. I need to go. I need to go. Oh, Google. It was, it was bananas. It was absolutely bananas. Like to, cause that movie has a lot of sentimental value for me. So for us to be able to take, uh, what I knew was a group of guys who loved baseball and loved what Jared and I were doing with the game of baseball. So I knew we were going to have a kick-ass time. And then the, the folks at field of dreams, they were so on board. I had no idea that they were even fans of Jared and I and what we were doing. So that was, that was really cool and really humbling to, to hear, to find out because they had a lot to do with us being able to execute what we did, which is, like I said, take baseball fans from all over the country who met in Iowa and played just a pickup Sandlot baseball game on the field of dreams like on that field like it just so that that was an experience that uh again i i'm so thankful that baseball has given me the opportunity to do cool shit like that and that is one of the things that i know i will take to the grave is the excitement and the just the vibe of that whole like those whole two days it was just it was incredible that's i so the first field of dreams game when they did, when it was the, what, the Yankees and the White Sox? Uh-huh. And they walked through the corn. Yeah. I literally had chills, and I was looking at my husband, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, can you imagine? And he goes, you're yeah. fucking ridiculous. Like, so I only started watching baseball in 2018. So when I watched Field of Dreams, like, way back when, it didn't, I didn't have any sort of emotional attachment. And sure. then And then I watched that, and I was like, oh. So yeah. the fact that, like, you have all of the baseball – experience doing that like i can only imagine oh all that was the chills, all that was them. part of my that was part of the like bucket list right is to is to go see this place so not only did i get to go see this place but i got to play a game on this field i have a standing invitation to come bring my family and stay in the house <gasps> so yeah yeah 
Oh yeah, what? trust me. Yeah, we're just trying to work out logistics. Like, the, the, so this has turned into like a great relationship. A great, it's 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 awesome. But I mean, I like the first thing I wanted to do when I got there. I said, as soon as we pull up, I'm like whoever's in my line of sight. That's great. I'll say hello. I'm walking to the cornfield, and I'm going into the corn. And then I'm walking out of the corn. I'm just, I'm going to do that. Okay. Just know that. So that's exactly what I did. And then, uh, you know, we, we got to come in, come into the game through the cornfield. So that was pretty cool. And then I'm sitting here, I'm trying to think of guys. So Susie, if you don't follow this guy, you need to go following. He's at King of Juco. It's Eric Sim. Yes. I know. I follow him. I follow him. You do you know, but, but do you know why I follow him? I don't, I don't give a fuck that he's the King of Juco. Do you know why I follow him? It's because he's fucking Korean. Korean content creator. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so, legitimately, I started listening to the podcast before I found out that he was fucking Korean. Mm-hmm. And when I when I looked at the YouTube, I legitimately said, "Shut the fuck up! This motherfucker right. is Korean." Because from his voice, you wouldn't you wouldn't think about it, right? Like you didn't. And then he that he said it on the podcast. I'm all, no, no, absolutely not. And I was I'm expecting like a half white kid. Or like a quarter what like quarter Asian? No, no, no. This motherfucker oh, yeah. is full. Yeah. All, and I was like, Korean tiny eyes and everything from mm-hmm. Canada. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did not. I was like, done, done. We're gonna be he's, friends now. He's he's In a beauty. He, he's a beauty. Head. Yeah, and he he was a guy that we were like, yeah, we got it. We got to get him out here. So hopefully he turns in a video. He turned in a video. It was it was a good time. It was a good I, time. I, I'm, I'm imagining this guy like you know he he's he's pretty uh. He, he's pretty gritty in his videos, and I'm, like, imagining him coming out of the corner and being like, let's play a catch, baby. Let's go. <laughs> it was hype. It was definitely hype. We got him out on the mound. We actually – and then, and then we um, – like, as we were going we were going into extra innings, we were like, ah, we're not going to do all that. Like, you know, let's do a home run derby or something like that. So we had him out there trying to hit homers into the cornfield. It was, it was everything you would want that environment to be, right? And, uh, and for that to unfold there was was so awesome because I still I still keep in touch with a lot of those guys too. That's so awesome! I, I can't even. Can't even that imagine. might be one of my biggest regrets of life is not turning in a video. I mean, who knows if I would have got picked? But man, I would have. Oh no! I'm telling you right now, we because we didn't have well as far as as far as I knew, we didn't receive any female videos. I'm going to just float this out here right now, Dallas. Anytime you're in Houston, I, like I will, we will make all of the content with you just throwing gas at Shelby. Okay. Like I, <laughs> not me. Cause I can't do shit. I'll just, so I'll record. Are, are you both, are you both in Houston? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, we will be, uh, because you know, A's Astros division, uh, yeah. I will be in Houston multiple times this upcoming baseball season. Whenever, hey, whenever you're in town, let us know. We got a we got a good little spot right there by Minute Maid that they host uh, quite a few people. So let us know and we can get that rolling. I love that. I love that. And Susie, um, uh, was uh, was the attraction to Sim not attraction, but I mean attraction to the podcast. He's Korean. Are are you Korean? Do you have Korean heritage? Yes. Yeah. I was okay. actually I was born in Korea and then I was adopted when I was two. So I oh, grew nice. up in Vegas. Actually. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Right so, on, right on. Yeah. so do you have a, uh, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out there. I live and die by the Korean barbecue. Like I eat, <laughs> like our staple foods are Mexican and Korean barbecue. And yes. so I'm going to need you to lock me into a spot when we, I'm sure you have a spot, right? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. I need you to. I, I will. I, okay. We will take you, Dallas. Like, yes. We will, okay. Because I want the authentic. Like, I like for me, it's not Korean barbecue unless the ladies are pissed off and yelling at me half the time and just <laughs> irritated that they have to do anything for me and really yeah. irritated that I know about a lot of the like Korean off menu items that I would like. <laughs> they're like, they're not happy about that either. They're like, why the, come on, dude, you're fucking, come on. Right? So yeah. I want, yes. Because, yes. because by the end of it, by the end of it, I, I love our place now because they know our daughters. They want to come in. They want us to bring our children in. They want to hang out with the kids. It's just, I, I love the vibe. I fucking love, love, love the vibe. Yes. The Ajumas will, will cuss you in Korean while, while taking your orders. Like I will, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Guys. I'm here for it. I got you. All right. Man, I don't know if they have blue moons though. So that's, we'll that's, that's all right. That's all right. We'll no, I'm, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm good. We can go Kieran. We can go sing Tao, whatever, whatever we need to do. Perfect. So, uh, Perfect. I, I have to get in, let me know. And I have to get in touch with our, with our guy. We got a good little spot there by minute made. I think it's, it's, it, it's, it's a good time, but man, let's roll into it. So the first thing I know I want to talk about, um, well, besides the fact that I'm a little sorry that you're an A's fan, but um, Shelby, don't don't be sorry. Don't be the, the A's are our daddies. Like you, you know this, okay? Right. Like at, right. as an Astros fan, do we know it's not the Yankees, it's not the Dodgers, it's the it Oakland so, motherfucking Athletics that are the that are the Astros daddies. People in the stadium, one of those being Dallas Braden. But um, so I, you know, we talked about you know the king of JUCO. So we have um, in Houston, we have, we have one of the best JUCO programs in the country, and with uh, San Jacinto Junior College. Yep, San Jack. Dude, you're a JUCO bandit. Oh yeah, and I'm I all about San Jack. I just want to let you know um, that once I figured that out, I, I, I just knew. I, I knew. I was like, I'm not surprised at all. But JUCO, JUCO bandit, uh, Texas Tech Red Raider. Do you still? Yep. Do, you, do you still claim? Do you, do you still oh, yeah. claim? A little bit. Oh, they get your damn guns up. Let's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and, you know, I, again, love that. Uh, tech is tech is tech is my my, my squad. Um, big, big Jung family fan. Love, love the Jungs. Um, I think I think Josh is going to be electric with the Rangers. But uh, young money, baby. Uh huh. So Shelby, so, so, Shelby, did you know? Hold on, hold on, Shelby. Did you know that? Did you know that Mike's like ancestors, something like hit one of his the first cousins or something like that was the first actual Red Raider. And it was no. like a whole. It was it's, it was a whole it was a whole fucking joke. He the like, came Raider. out on the 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 Masked Raider. Yes, he came out and it was a joke. Like he just he did it as like a as a prank. And then they they ran with it and they like took and ran with it and was like he was like oh shit so his his now he's Texas Tech royalty accidentally it's all good accidentally but he doesn't and, and, we don't claim that but yeah and Shelby I just met uh, uh what I say six months ago uh homegirl who drew the mascot who created the mascot back in sixty whatever yes what? that's <laughs> amazing he works with. One of the big, well, not one of the biggest, the biggest uh, card sellers on eBay. The biggest, like, baseball card seller, sport card seller. Uh, like, she works with this guy. And I got to meet her and was just, she was like, you're a Red Raider. You know that I've got 
I've got some history about the Red Raiders, and she showed me the article, and I was just like, "Unreal." And I said exactly. I said exactly what you said. I said, "You are Red Raider royalty." I said, "Well, actually, you created Red Raider royalty." So, I fucking love it. You yeah. so t- t- tell us a little bit about your um, your come up to the to the A's. What two thousand nine opening day starter? Correct. Two thousand nine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Two thousand. The- yeah. Opening day starter. Opening day starter. Two thousand nine. Uh, two thousand ten. It was Ben Sheets. Um, yeah. But two thousand. I mean, that that was really cool for me because you know two thousand seven was my rookie year. Uh, I was up and down nine different times. Uh, just getting my ass kicked, trying to figure out how to survive at the big league level, and. You know, to find myself a year and a half later in a spot where I'm now being asked to start the season. And let's not get it twisted. Justin Dukesher, who is one of, I believe, only two guys to make the all-star team as a starting pitcher and as a reliever, uh, he had a bad hip. And so he couldn't make the opening day start. He was going to hit the shelf to start the season. So I slotted in behind him. So it's not like I was otherworldly and dominant and had just totally earned the right to be the some things had to happen, but I was still in that spot. So I got to feel the energy and the excitement and, you know, the gravity of that moment, which is really cool. And that's it's kind of one of the things I always say, like I've been the, the last guy on the roster. I've been the guy that you don't want on the mound at that time to the opening day starter to a guy who, you know, starting to figure out how to get out. So I, I've kind of ran the gamut of, of what could be asked of you as a pitcher in the big leagues. Uh, yeah, you know, you're sitting here saying that you figured out how to get outs and throw the, the 19th perfect game. So kind of, so run me through this because I, I can't imagine. So I, w- I pitched a little bit, um, my freshman year at U of H and then, or my sophomore year at U of H to my, in my junior year, I threw like three innings my senior year, but then they realized, Hey, you're a way better fucking hitter than you are pitcher. So let's just put you on the corners. But, um, I can't imagine being on a major league mound three outs away from literal history. Well, I I had never think about it this way. I had never even seen the ninth inning as a big leaguer. Like I had never, I'd never thrown a complete game. So that was the first time I had ever gone back out to start the ninth inning. So you are you like sitting in the dugout, like with your like with your sweet? I'm, I'm sure you had a freaking sick Kelly Green Oakland jacket. <laughs> I, 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 lo- I, lo- I love those, and you're probably sitting there. Are you just like kind of waiting, like, hey, uh, I mean, yeah. are, are you are you are you like juiced, ready to go? Or are you at the same time? Are you like after after the eighth inning? I was because <laughs> you know I I had realized a little earlier what was going on, and and when that happened, I said out loud. I remember saying out loud, all right, well, Hey, don't fucking baby it. Let's go. And cause I had to quickly like, you know, cause I went from utter shock, like, Oh my God, you know, like I'm not great at math and I'm trying to add up all the zeros on the board and I'm having trouble doing that. And, and then I realized, I don't think I've walked anybody either. Uh, and then I said, Oh shit. And then I had to like quickly, no, Hey, fucking go you're supposed to be here don't baby this shit let's roll and then i remember the eighth inning uh the last out was bj upton and i 
I threw a fastball by him. I was able to sneak it by him on, on the inside part of the plate. And like, I just, the whole at bat, I knew how I was going to finish him. I knew I was going to end him in, and it was either going to be firm with a swing or he, I, I was going to beat him looking and he was going to take it. So I had already sort of had the at bats ending playing in my head. I just didn't know if he was going to swing or not. And so when he swung and, and he was just beat, it not only confirmed that mentally I was in the right place in the right time, like check, you saw that was going to happen and it just did. So you were right. Let's just keep doing this. Uh, I walked off the mound and I knew like, I was like, that's fucking game over now. It's done. It's a wrap. I can't, I can't imagine the, the feeling and the emotion. Like I'm pretty sure I would have just with my personality, I probably would have waited for somebody to, bring me a bottle of champagne. I probably would have burned the locker room down. I would have been, I, well, you know, I would have kept my composure, but as soon as I got into the locker room, I probably would have flipped every table and just acted a fool. Like what? So did it take a second to kind of sink in? I mean, obviously you're getting, you're getting all these guys on the mound with you, you know, you're celebrating they're pumped for you, but did it take you a minute? Did you have to walk out of the stadium? And you're like, Holy shit. I just fucking threw a perfect game. Uh, yeah, it probably, I mean, and I, 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 I truly, I mean this when I say, I don't know that it will ever really sink in the, the biggest, the biggest reminder is that mother's day doesn't suck anymore. Right. That's the mm -hmm. biggest reminder that, that that actually happened. It's real because then I'm reminded, why doesn't mother's day suck? Well, <laughs> remember this day a few years ago when, and, and then it's, like oh wow, and then I'm I'm constantly reminded of all the cool, all the cool stories that are shared with me daily, and then especially during baseball season, I hear five or six stories about Mother's Day every day, and it I mean it is it's the coolest thing that happens to me by far, by far it's well, the coolest thing that happens to me throughout the season. Now when I did my my deep dive on this being trying to be prepared for for this day Dallas uh when I was googling the your perfect game uh a couple of stories popped up about about the perfect game now um you you know you know you mentioned that it was it was mother's day and whatnot and that you had you had um lost your mother in high school so mother's day obviously not best time for you so um you and somebody went out the night before this perfect game that you threw and you you had some, you had some fun. You got after it a little bit. So, um, were you, were, were you a little, maybe not, not all, not all the best physically? That's a fair that assessment. <laughs> fair assessment. I, uh, yeah. And, and like, honestly, this is something that I hadn't talked about for a very long time. I don't think I even came public with this until, I mean, it might've been last year, really. Um, maybe the year before. And it was because I, we didn't go out. They were, uh, they were some, there were some buddies of mine who are still very good friends of mine to this day. Uh, but at the time they were college ball players, And, and so I, I didn't talk about it because I knew in the moment that I was not setting the example that I knew I should be setting as a big leaguer. And that was me the night before I'm getting ready to pitch I'm sitting here getting shit faced and, and that's, that's just not how you do things. That's not how you big league. And, and I was not, 
showing them the right way to go about it. But in the moment, I'm dealing with my own demons, right? Right. And so I'm trying to balance being a leader and being this guiding light and also dealing with, as I said, my own demons and my own emotions. And, um, yeah, we got after it. Got after it to the point where my grandma came over the next day, and she was usually coming over because I had already left on my start days, and she was going to check on the dogs, you know, just button up everything at the house, and then she was going to go to the ballpark. Well, she came over to do that, and I was still asleep in bed. And she walked in the house, she said, and she saw – she saw the living room and it was just a disaster. And she was like, uh, I walked in and I saw that you were still asleep. And so I got in the car and I just prayed to God that you were going to find your way to the ballpark in time. Because like she knew, she knew from a very early point in my baseball career, like even when I was in college, like I'm not talking to you the night before. I'm not talking to you the day of don't call me. Don't anything like I'll find out tomorrow whatever it is, but today is not a day. So just don't. And so that's, that's how the morning went for me. I was late to the ballpark, late for my routines, late for everything. And I had minimal time to get out and warm up. So I I had, when people ask, like, I remember a a reporter asking, you know, what was, what was your stuff like in the bullpen that day? What did it be like? And I was like, well, you know, Shit, I, I was throwing 102 in the bullpen. Things were great. I had a 94-mile-an-hour slider. I threw a split I, in the bullpen. I don't even throw a split, but I was throwing a split in the bullpen. Shit was nasty. <laughs> and then I walked out to the mound, and I don't know. I don't know, but it was 88 again. Like, I'm sorry. What do you want me to tell you? Uh, like, no, I didn't feel anything. I couldn't even fucking see straight. Um, so just trying to figure it out and piece things together on the way to the ballpark and – uh, it really is a, a true testament to, I think, what uh, you know, what your teammates mean to you, because once you start to snap out of it, like there's there's 24 other men, uh, including the coaching staff and the training staff, that work their ass off, that work their ass off to prepare me for a day, to prepare our entire group for when I go out there and pitch, because you better be ready because I'm not striking anybody out. There's going to be some rockets hit, and I'm going to need you guys to get in front of some shit, okay? So it's a, it's a collective team effort. And uh, it was, yeah, like I said, it just wasn't something that I was proud of, you know, uh, for a long time because I, I take it as a personal responsibility to to lead the way, to show, to show ballplayers – that there is a right way to go about things. There can be different ways to go about things. There's a right way to go about things. And at that point in time, you know, trying to work our, our way through two handles of uh, uh, liquor and a couple 30 boxes is not, it's not how we go about this. Well, you know, I mean, if, if it, if it has, you know, perfect game results, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> I, I, but I saw the, the yeah, absolutely tried it the next week, Susie. <laughs> I didn't even sleep. I didn't, even, I didn't even sleep. We went to Texas. I said, drop me off at the closest watering hole. I'm sleeping under the bar, and I'll fucking take a cab to the ballpark. I'll see you there. <laughs> there, there you go. See? But um, so, but I remember uh, watching you walk off the mound and finding your grandmother at yeah. the end of that and just embracing her. And I was like. What did you, it's so romantic. Baseball's so romantic. I just I love it so much. 
And it ju- I just, I wanted to, to, to tell you that I, I loved that, that, that moment with, with your grandmother and how much um, meaning that had personally, obviously, professionally too, but, you know, personally. And uh, that was just, it, it warmed the, the dark black places in my heart that I have. Sure, so. sure. We all have those. But Susie, let me tell you, <laughs> she was like, I could, I could talk about her forever uh, and, and I won't do that, but I'll tell you this. Um, the, the fire, you, you, you just know people and you meet people in your life. They just burn a little hotter. They burn a little brighter. They just, everything about them is that way. They love harder. They, everything about them. And maybe they're softer and sweeter all at the same time. And that is her to a T. And she's just one of those people where how she's looking at you, how she's talking to you, tells you how you're going to treat her if you know if you know what i mean and this was at the time what is she was she 70 something years old she might have been 70 70 yeah 70 71 somewhere around there this lady climbs on top of the dugout at a big league baseball field while the last at bat is going on and the security guards are like hey you gotta get down and then one of the ushers is like no 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 that's that's his that's Dallas's grandma. Like, let her go, let her go. So, again, a testament to the family environment that is the Oakland A's and the Coliseum and the workers, the ushers, the ticket, everybody. I fucking love these people, and it's for stuff like this because in any other moment, in any other universe, we're like, hey, lady, you got to get down. Like, what are you doing, right? And they're like, all right, everybody, back up. Let his grandma lose her shit on top of the dugout. Ready, go. So they just let her let her have that moment. And then I remember, like, looking for her coming off the field, like, where is she? I can't, like, get her down here. Get her. And then I'm like, oh, she's right here. Like, it was just, it was insane. But she was not going to, like, she was not going to be deterred. She was not having anybody tell her, like, what the business was. She was going to take in the last out how she wanted to, and that's how she did it. That's so awesome. I love, love that. that. I love uh, that so much. So now, now that we kind of got some of your uh, pretty great stories, let's fucking talk some baseball. Yeah. Let's talk some baseball. <laughs> Susie, what are we thinking here? What are your feelings? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, all of them? All of the feelings? All of them. So, so I am – so i got to tell Dallas a little backstory. So I am, like, very recently, within the past probably, like, two months – Obsessed with the Arizona Diamondbacks, like specifically the 2001 team, right? Okay. A uh, lot of former Reason. Astros. What, you, you big Lugo fan? Do what? I'm sorry? Reese Gonzalez? Yeah. Oh, fucking Gonzo, Kurt Schilling, <laughs> Brandy Johnson, Steve Finley. I am like, so then I, I took a dive into the, the Diamondbacks now, and I'm like, they're going to win fucking 80 games this year. Corbin <laughs> Carroll, Jake McCarthy, you got Kyle Lewis. Lord is well, you got they the just vet. signed. They just signed Andrew Chafin. They just signed Andrew Chafin to to go over there. You got you got a lefty. Got, you got a little, lefty. little lefty action. So I went out on a on a limb this week. Purchased a. a I'm a big hats person. So for our okay. Astros, okay. Astros podcast, we have the the old school joint. Um, but uh, yeah, on on B and B this week. Even though I'm diehard Astros fan, I had to bring on the. The snake's lid? 
I love I love the D bag. Oh I man, I t- the the I the, the, the what? I think they're sneaky good. I don't trust their bullpen, but the rest of them. Well, they they are in. I mean, look, let's be real. They're in a tough spot in that division, right? Yeah, absolutely. They're in a tough spot. So, uh, as much as it is, look, it's always exciting to think about what the new season holds. To, like you said, <clears throat> thinking about the new additions where teams fit in. I always, I think that's where my brain goes initially though, is where do teams fit in within the division? Because in all honesty, it's like I said, it's fun to get excited about what your team looks like. uh, But I don't know how much fun it is to really start to look at things when you go, Oh, that's right. Uh, Madison Bumgarner is in that rotation. (laughs) Well, 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 what I'm thinking is things look great on our side of the fence, but we also got to play the Dodgers. And right. we've also got this other team, the San Diego Padres, if you've heard of them, that are spending a billion dollars on players. So, uh, yeah, you're excited about the potential for what, but then it's like, okay, truthfully, where do we fit into this equation in the division? Because uh, Zach Gallup? Yeah. Not excited about Zach Gallon. Should oh, be excited I'm about. Thrilled, thrilled with Zach Gallon. Sneaky guy last year. Sneaky guy. Sure, sure. I just, I just. What's tough is I, I don't know that the, uh, and I, I got a lot of love for, uh, for the baby faces ass and um, Davies, Zach Davies too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just look. Let's be straight up. Fourth place. Sorry. Oh uh, no. I'm sorry. No, no. No doubt. Um, no doubt. It just, no, I mean. No doubt. Well, but, so, uh, okay. so hold on. Let me, let me. So I, like I said, I'm a recent baseball convert here. Okay. So like 2018, 2018 okay. is when I started watching baseball. Okay? okay. So I want, I want you to think about that timeline and that context. So before 2018, I had a black hole of baseball knowledge. So I am going back and watching all of the old world series. Okay. And the World Series that I'm on now is the 2014 World Series. Okay. okay. I'm watching this game, and there's an actual there's an actual re- blind reaction to this on YouTube, and I just say the most asinine, stupid things on the entire planet because I don't. I'm watching all of these old games in relation to what the baseball knowledge that I have now. So Madison Bumgarner is pitching oh. this game. And his stats come up on the screen. I'm all, I'm sorry, a 1.29? What, are you kidding me right now? What? And I legitimately say on the video, Mike, which is my husband, do you know what Madison Bumgarner's ERA is now? It's like a five. What do you mean Madison Bumgarner was good? I, I was like, I was like mind blown. And everyone is like, just you just you're an idiot see i'm like i don't i don't i don't know that madison Bumgarner. i know this madison Bumgarner, and i just it makes me sad it makes me sad that i did not get to see that madison Bumgarner like now but I, but i'm enjoying it well, no but but you you understand and this is what i'm sure you're becoming aware of is in the game of baseball for a long time and it's still happening you're compensated for what you did right, right? so the celebration of what you did gets extended a little because you then get compensated for what you did. Everybody's 
celebrating that, the contract, the compensation. Here's why. Because he fucking dominated. Like, think about the innings. What was it? 57 innings in the postseason that year or something. Just something stupid. Just yeah. stupid. And and then you have the contract to play out, to fall in love with this player all over again. Or for some players, unfortunately, they don't live up to the contract. And it feels like it's a decade of, of a fan base hating this individual. But that, that terror was one of the terrors for all time. That, that postseason effort from Madison Bumgarner was ridiculous. What I want you to go back and look at is the, what is it, 2000, is it seven? Where, no, shit, maybe it's nine. Um, CC Sabathia, when he went okay. to the Milwaukee Brewers. CC Sabathia, Susie, down the last month of the season, uh-huh. Made starts on three days rest so that he Ooh. could get his team into the postseason. And he did that. Damn. And he pitched them into the postseason. He went he went eleven and Damn. two. Just absolute hero. Wow. Hero shit. Hero I, shit. Ridiculous I will stuff. I will so, go back like, and watch that. Yeah, like it's just I mean and, and it's not like just it's fun to go to go on baseball reference and look at some of those numbers in the season and just like compute and think about what those outings look like, you know, to have a guy like bum do what he did over that postseason stretch and just dominate, come in. What was it? Game seven, uh, five innings, five, one hit innings, shutout, like just incredible stuff. Yeah. I, I, again, I only know, I only know D backs, Madison Bumgarner. I don't know giants, Madison Bumgarner. And that was, that was the first thing out of my mouth. Madison Bumgarner was, was a giant. And cause I'm, cause I'm dumb. Oh, yeah. Forever yeah. giant. Only know Mad Bum as a giant. That's like as, I don't know. As good as good baseball fans should, but you know, again, like no, you're a good baseball time, fan. You're just a new baseball fan. Yeah. Well, and it's um, it was funny. I was listening to the to the last episode of uh, Baseball Is Dead, and and um, Jared was it Baseball Is Dead or was it his Carabas podcast? I don't remember. It was Jared. It was Jared's fucking voice talking about Jared new talk. baseball fans. And um and how they don't know him as like the Nesson guy or whatever, they only know like this new Jared Krabis. And I was like, oh hell, I'm I'm part of that new that new crowd because I don't I don't know the old Jared Krabis. Like I only know the new shit. And I'm like, oh, but yeah, it's there's like there's a whole there's a whole generation of people that don't that don't know the past. And I'm like, I'm trying to acquaint myself with it. But but, the, but that's a, that's the, that's the beautiful thing about baseball is. You will hear these stories. You'll fall in love with the story. You'll go back and look up the player, and you're going to have a new favorite player for for the next month or two. And that dude could be retired. You know what I mean? But you're just going to be like, oh, yeah. wow, like that was unbelievable. Yeah, Eric Eric Hosmer was a was a royal and an actual good player at one time. Again, like just all <laughs> all of the mind blown. all of the mind being blown. Okay, I, I watched when I watched the 2011 World Series, just stupidity, just just coming out of my mouth all the time. And my husband's just over there shaking his head. He's like, you just no, mm, you have just, no idea. Yeah, you have no idea. It, it was insane. It was insane. Dallas, I, I got to ask you, let, let, let's talk about your guys. What do we what do we think about the pickup today? You like your new outfielder? JJ Bladé? Yeah. 
It's JJ Blade Day, baby. Uh, th- this is this is something that I know I I talk about with Ace fans. I talk about with fans who might be newly minted to the game and who are curious to find out. Okay, I hear a lot about why the A's do what they do. I hear about what they do. Maybe you can tell me why they do what they do. And there's a lot of business involved in that answer. And so on the baseball side of things, what you see is uh, an organization who understands the value in flexibility, understands the value in versatility. And I think when you look at the roster as it sits right now, there's – a lot of guys in this in this lineup who give you that flexibility and versatility. Like a, a name that comes to mind just as we sit here and talk about is Seth Brown. This is a guy who can play center field. This is a guy who can play the outfield. He can also go play first base. And clearly because he hits, he can DH as well. Not a real position per se to account for. But to have the flexibility to run a center fielder into first base or run your first baseman out to center field, that can help you. And they've got guys that can do that. And, you know, with J.J. being able to move around the outfield, that's that's a huge bonus because they've got guys that can do that infield-wise and maybe expand into the outfield, but that might not be their primary positions. And for J.J., look, you got a left-handed bat that you're able to plug into this lineup, and you conceivably, if I'm thinking about it off the top of my head, if T.K. is at the top of the lineup, you have the opportunity to go – Left, right, left, right here with JJ um, and uh, and the newly added Jace Peterson as well. Like, there's you've got options, you've got options. So, it's about flexibility, it's about versatility as far as roster construction goes. Right now, you've got a lot of young guys who are figuring out how to learn at the big league level, figuring out how to make adjustments at the big league level, and that's not something you see a ton of across the league. Because I think for better or worse, there's a more veteran presence than there are you know, first-year, second-year guys across the league, but that's just not the case here and right now with the Oakland A's. Who, now, uh, what, what do you think your outfield's going to look like? I mean, will they, what is it, Christian, we get the guy from uh, the Braves. Pache. Pache. Yeah. You think he's going to. Yeah, so, so, yeah, you got, uh, oh, well, the guy, yeah, the guy that we got got traded no. from in, in was uh, uh, Ruiz. Uh, I, I don't want to butcher oh. his first name. I think it's. Estuary. Estuary, yeah, or yeah. I didn't want to say estuary because that just sounds super gringo of me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it'll be Blade, um, Loriano, uh, and, and like I said, Pache Ruiz uh, Brownie is an option. Um, I mean, there's there's options. There's options. Yeah. They got uh, they, uh, Diaz. Diaz is part of that whole uh, Aledmi's Diaz. You are familiar with Aledmi's mm-hmm. Diaz. Yes. Um, so you know that that he can provide some options as well. So it's it's really it, it is it's a roster that has a lot of guys that can give you some options and some different looks. But it's a roster full of young guys trying to figure things out with some sprinkled uh, veteran presence around there. Right. You have Shay Langoliers that that I think is probably going to be your what everyday catcher. Shay Langoliers, as they oh. call him, uh, as of two seconds ago. I just. Yeah. You just <laughs> off the cuff, Dallas. Is that yep? That Shea, Shea Bangaliers because like the dude bangs. Like he can absolutely like bang. And anytime you're a guy who can allow an organization to move on from a a Gold Glover, 
in Sean Murphy, who was, in my opinion, the team's best hitter the second half of the season, maybe even the whole season. Like, if you're a guy who can allow a team to move on from that kind of talent, right? they project you to be an impact guy. And I don't see any reason why Shea can't be that dude. I um I had the opportunity to watch him at Baylor. Dude was he was a dude, man. He was a yeah. dude. But and all uh, the guys from Atlanta, all the arms, like I swear, when the trade happened, my phone, I had four or five calls within the first ten minutes telling me about like what what we were getting in Shea as a guy and as a as a player. Tell us a little bit about uh, Tony Kemp. So you know we 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 love Tony Kemp in Houston. Is it the same kind of love in Oakland? TK baby for sure because I, I I I know what it means for a guy like him to get the opportunity to come and be like an everyday starter to come yeah. and get the opportunity to entrench yourself as a big leaguer the way you want to and so he got that opportunity and he showed the capability to be a guy that you can pencil in there with confidence and to see him be asked to do things at the top of the lineup and at the bottom of the lineup and figure out a way to get it done. I've I've dubbed it the TK turnover, which is when he's batting ninth, <clears throat> he is that double leadoff, and you can yep. see him almost really understand, like, I'm ninth, but I really know that I'm asked to get this party started here because I've got guys ahead of me that are figuring it out. They need somebody like me down here that isn't that breath of air. I'm going to battle. I put the bat on the ball. There's not a ton of swing and miss here. Like, I'm okay here. And then at the top of the lineup, you can see him sort of take on that responsibility of, look, time to get the party started. This It starts now. I can set the tone here now. Maybe that's getting off on a pitch early and making something happen early. Maybe it's grinding out a 7-8 pitch at bat, first step out of the game. And could be a hard hit out somewhere, but he's going to give you that. And the, the, the defensive efforts that you see, whether it's out in left field or – shortstop second base on a rotation day whatever like the dude is laying out giving you every bit of him and that's all you ask that's all you ask because sometimes the scoreboard might tell you what why is he diving here well he's diving because he's a ball player that's why i freaking love tony kemp he's my he's my favorite he's my favorite oakland athletic yeah he's a, he's a, he's a ball player love him so uh so my last question about the A's. So, you know, two I know two big Oakland A's fans. I know you, I don't know a guy by the name of Blake Anderson. Do you, do you ever do you ever get to interact with him? I love I, that guy. I do so you have no idea. You have no <laughs> like I would love like I have no idea. Like like I it's almost like I don't pursue it to an extent because like man, I don't know if I have room for like three more friends in my life. Because I know that, like, we would just be boys. And then, like, his homies are going to be my – we're going to be homies. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, I I have DM'd him, and we've, we've DM'd back and forth just talking about the A's. Like, I want to get him. I'm trying to – and if I'm being honest, maybe sooner in the season rather than later in the season. Uh, but I, I want him to come on the broadcast. So I want to get him up in the booth and I want to have him join us for a half inning or so or an inning or so. It's probably so throughout college, you know, we were big workaholics fans. So uh, we, I love that guy. Uh, I love that guy. And I, and I, and I would, I I would kill to see that. I would, I guess you've pretty much just convinced me to renew my 
MLB Network subscription. Because yeah, well, what I, I what I want to do what I want to do is uh, because the Coliseum we have a very unique setup, uh, and out in left field we have what's called the Treehouse, which is if you're at the Coliseum, Susie, uh huh, there's a baseball game going on, but on Friday nights there's also a concert. Like there's also a dance party occurring up in left field, like open air bar, open air dance floor. The the music does not stop in between pitches. Like they're getting after it. They're getting. Do we, do we need to go it. to an Oakland Athletics game on a Friday night, Shelby? And, is what needs to happen? I'm not going to sit on the top row though, up in left field. Uh, no, we're not. That's not. No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that, ma'am. Okay, not. I don't, I don't need an extra three inches. Okay. That, like we're not, we're all right. That, like that bases be, or otherwise. That okay? might be the ideal place for us to, uh, to go to feetfinder.com. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a lot going down at the Collie. There's a lot going down at the Collie. <laughs> um, I, was, I was talking about the treehouse. Like you had to go, you had to go there. Like I was talking about, I wanted to go to the dance party. Over yes. there, like that. I the think tree, that's the I, tree. I, the I feel tree like house, that would be a good atmosphere it, it, for us. It pops. It pops. You guys and you guys would be welcome with open arms. But I got, I, I got, like, I got me and Blake Anderson just taking in a couple innings, like out in the treehouse. You know, like one that. night, one night we had the we had a we had the Queen we had Queen theme night, and I may or may not have uh, dressed up in some <clears throat> extremely extremely tight denim jeans with a, with a with a white tank top uh, i may or may not have been freddie mercury <gasps> i is I there is there there's video footage of this yes oh okay i'm not, yeah an, another deep dive i will go another <laughs> deep dive i will go there's video um uh, can i can i tell you a little funny story Dallas, Please. Real, real quick before we go um so again, when I, I'm a newer, you know, baseball fan, and apparently uh, I don't have the greatest face recognition skills is, is okay. apparently one of my weak points in my life. Sure. Because in my head, Spencer Strider and Dylan Cease look look the same. He's, they're like the same so, person to so me. You're okay? saying, so you're saying all white people look the same, Susie, is what you're saying. No, 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 not all white people, just you and Hunter Pence, okay? Just you and Hunter Pence, just the same motherfucker, all right? Like, uh, again. But Dan, Dan Cease and Spencer Strider got that same motherfucker gene. They got that too. They got, I feel you, girl. I feel you. I feel okay. you. <laughs> so legitimately, I had heard you, I heard, I had heard you on, on, on another podcast like, the, like a year ago or something. And the entire time I was listening to your voice, I imagined Hunter Pence's face. That's that was, Hunt. and then I saw a picture of Hunter Pence, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the same guy." And I was like, "I I was looking at his family, and I was like, that's not, that's not Dallas Braden's. That not, that's not Dallas Braden's family. Like what?" And I was so confused. I had confused myself, and then I was looking, and I was like, "Why? Why am I a fucking idiot? I I'm a fucking idiot. who am I thinking of?" You. It was you, Dallas Braden, that I had envisioned Hunter Pence's face. And I was like, why do I think that? Why do I think that they're the same person? And I was trying to find pictures. And I was like, okay, so I, I can see it now. And then I was asking other people. And they're like, no, no, Susie, you're, you're an idiot. I'm like, but but look, like, it's is it the beards? Is it the beards yes. and the white guy? And yes. like, yeah, but no, like, they don't look. And I was like. Okay. No, I, I, so apparently, I, white guys with facial hair. I just, I can't. 
and, I, and you mean, know what? Look, I'm not. Look, it's we live in the real world. That's a thing, okay? Like, and I totally understand it. Like, if you're a white dude and you've got roughly half of your face, if not more, covered up by hair that looks the same as another white dude who's got shit growing on his face, forgive me if I think all you fucking people look the same. I get it. I, get it. I am not here to argue with you at all. At all. Totally understand. What's funny is that like, as soon as she started that, I knew exactly where she was going because we've talked about this on the podcast before, like people that look the same. I think it was actually the uh, – we were doing superlatives from the end of the year. We were doing best facial uh, hair. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that, that came up. That's... But, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you and Hunter Pence, identical twins to me. Yeah, and which is funny because I have actual identical twins. And everyone's like, they look exactly like my. They look nothing alike. I don't. I don't know. What you're you have. About. You have. Yeah. So you have twins. So you know what it's like to look at actual people whose DNA is like the same. Like yes. this is what it looks like. And so you are a trained eye. You know what, Susie? I take it yeah. all back. You. <laughs> you. Are, you, you can. You can call me a racist motherfucker. That's okay, Dallas. Like you can. You can call me out. All right. Like I will not take. Stereotype son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh yeah. If yeah, you if you yeah. if you if your naked eye is trained to be able to like identify a freckle out of place on somebody three hundred yards away, then you absolutely do not get a hall pass. I'm calling Hunter and Hunter's okay. calling you. We're gonna hash oh, this out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we can we will have both of you on the podcast. Like bring it. Like how, we how? you're not gonna no, you're not gonna know who the fuck you're talking to. How are we exactly. gonna do that? Look, I yeah. have tiny eyes, Dallas. Like you're not gonna know where I'm gonna fucking look, okay? Like you're not. It's just it, it's not a thing. All right. Like you won't be able to tell. Yeah, I'm gonna look up when National Twin Day is because that might be that might be the day. It's the ideal day, right there. I think so. I think so. It, it'll be like, are you? And then and then it magically, mysteriously, one of you won't be able to make it because. You are the same person, and that's that's what's going to happen. Well, I would, I would say you've never seen us in the same room together at the same time, but Hunter and I were actually teammates on the uh, the Family Feud Celebrity Edition. I actually watched that clip. You were on Family Feud? Why did I not know this? I did. I watched that clip, and da- Dallas, Brain, Dallas Brain is a motherfucker at Family Feud, okay? Like, Hunter Pence Please. should be so glad that Hunter Pence – or that, hey. that Dallas Red went first. We, we, we as a group, we as an alumni, as a team, we had almost thought that he was that he was fucking with us. Like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Like, Shelves, I don't want to spoil it for you, all right? And I'm not one to toot my own horn. So I just want you to go back, check out the Family Feud, the Celebrity Family Feud Baseball Edition. Um, I'll leave you a little hint. I may or may not have an autographed board from Steve Harvey that may or may not, that may or may not indicate that I'm a record setter. Just saying, just saying, just, I don't want to give, I don't want to give too much away. Sheesh. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's what I'm going to do. On top of playing Hogwarts legacy on the PS five, I guess I will um, sneak in a little family feud highlight. Get it. Get it. Yeah. It's, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. When I found that clip, I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Look, that's at right. That. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, I have something to talk about. Yes. Something happened. I think it was on what Thursday. World Baseball Classic roster. Oh yes. 
talked a little about uh, a little bit about it on Baseball's Dead. Oh my gosh! I'm, so let me tell you, um, you know, Jared is a what do you say, an honorary Dominican, Dominican. You know, yeah, he's from Saugus, Dominican. <laughs> I um, am really disappointed because I expected when merch dropped to be dripped down in red and blue Dominican Republic from head to toe. <laughs> and then the rosters released. And then it was sad because they were like, oh, like 8,000 jerseys are going to be released. And I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. Squad? That's, squad? Bru- that's, that's brutal to think that they would limit that. And it's short-sighted because when you, when you talk about expanding, like if you were ever going to have a kid in the Netherlands – Rocking a rocking a guy from Panama's jersey, right? It's gonna happen now, right? It's gonna right. happen now. Like, what happens when somebody falls in love with a player for the first time and they can't go get their jersey? Well, I'm not telling you that the love is gonna be stifled permanently, but damn, could you imagine what sort of a rocket ship of fandom they would be riding should they be able to get that jersey? Should they so? I, I and I understand it's not just a, a MLB thing. There's others again. There's a lot of moving parts behind the scenes when it comes to shit like that. But the WBC is such a tremendous opportunity to take the game global every three years. That I I truly hope that every day, like I hope the WBC headquarters look like the North Pole the day after Christmas where every elf around that motherfucker is looking for their hammer and looking for their saw because they know they got work to do. They got to prepare to make Christmas bigger and better next year. So I hope every WBC elf around the the WBC North Pole has that same hat on and is looking for their hammer and looking for their saw because this is such an incredible, incredible time to take the game into corners that – the, the the game has never seen. Like, I'm following guys and DMing guys and sending stuff to, to Cameroon and to India and to, like, just anybody that gives a shit about baseball, you try to help. And right. if you have a chance to grow the game where it's on a platform like the WBC, buddy, get your water pails out. Let's go. Let's – Okay, so we'll talk about two rosters, obviously, that have been talk. Let's talk about the, the USA roster, and let's talk about the Dominican roster, okay? Yeah. I, I I said this, I think, last week on our podcast. I am, I mean, absolutely, we are big Kyle Tucker fans. Like, me and Susie are like, Kyle Tucker, if I ever, I got to meet him last year, but I think if I ever saw him again, I might pass out and freak out. Like, I I usually keep it pretty cool, but I don't think I would keep it cool. So let's just sure. talk about the outfielders for the Dominican first. Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, ridiculous. Jimenez, Julio Rodriguez. Juan Soto. That's the it's outfielders stupid. only. That's stupid. That's so stupid. Infielders. Just... Infielders, you got Willie Adamez, right? Robinson Cano, Rafi, Wander Franco, Vlad Jr., Manny, Cattell Barte, Jeremy Pena, Gene Segura. Dumb. I mean, <laughs> just so dumb. Just. I think that might be, I, that literally looks like my MLB 
the, the show, show. <laughs> Diamond Dynasty Squad. Right. Like like if I exactly we're turning we're turning trade refusals off. We're turning like everything off. This is who I acquire. It's it's stupid. It it, it is an embarrassment of talent. An embarrassment of talent. Like you could conceivably start your bench, right, and have a far superior roster. It feels like than a lot of other countries. A lot of other countries, possibly any other country. I mean, it is insane. And what I love about countries outside of the U.S. is, and I have no problem, no problem at all, saying this: the passion and the love and the meaning for which they play the game and the game is played is just different. It's just different. And I don't care if you're some fifth-generation Texan who's been throwing rawhide up against the fucking side of the barn since 18-whatever-the-shit. I don't care. I don't care. They care more elsewhere. It, you can taste it, mm-hmm. okay? I've played winter ball. I've been, like, it's just a different vibe. So... These players, it's a badge of honor for them. They, I, I promise you, like, if, if there was, like, a fight to the death to be able to make the roster, everybody's signing up to go to that fight because they want to play. Like, that just, that's just a thing. And so I, I, I understand that teams have a say in letting certain guys go out and pitchers specifically, you know, because, look, you're a, you're a commodity. And for yeah. what am I allowing you to go out – this if there's no benefit and payback again the ugly business side of this whole thing uh but for the most part what the wbc provides baseball fans because and and as much as i talk about the passion and love i'm I'm obviously not saying that the u.s doesn't have that because just let me remind you uh if you don't remember the catch that adam jones made against the dr manny machado hit a ball ball was going out of the park and Adam Jones, well, you're going to go watch it. And you're going to go watch it. And you're going to watch. What, as soon as he makes the catch, what I want you to do is watch it again. And then I want you to hit pause as soon as you see Adam Jones catch the ball. And then I want you to look at the faces of everybody in that frame, in that crowd around him. Because that right there, that moment right there lit the fire underneath every American that has the opportunity to potentially wear your country's colors on your chest, ready to sign the fuck up. It should have anyway. It should have, but it's moments like that. That I don't have an athletic bone in my body. I got chills. I'm ready to go sign the fuck up right now. Like, I, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to flip this fucking, let's go. I'm doing it. We're going. But it is, it is a, uh, yeah, it, it, it is – I am so pumped, so, so pumped for the WBC, so pumped. So, when, like, when we talk about roster construction, that's where my mind goes is the the pride and the glory that I know comes from other countrymen and, and what that means to them. And I would hope that uh, my fellow countrymen feel the same way. And I know they do. Uh, I know there's business that comes along with it. So it's just uh, all that to be said buckle in and watch the WBC. And if you have the opportunity, watch it in a foreign language. I swear to God, watch it in a foreign language, please. Because you're going to understand kind of what's going on. You just will. It's going to be weird how that happens, but you will. 
but to hear the excitement in another language is fucking there's nothing like it man that's i love it i love it you want to know what's crazy dallas is you know i said we do we do another show uh it's called back that astros up it's a astros only show we just got uh francisco romero who does our um spanish broadcast i don't know if Uh i've ever talked to the guy but he has done the d-backs he's done the twins he's been everywhere and he just talked about this and we just threw up some of his uh his calls we threw up his jordan uh walk off against the Mariners, his call from there. Yeah. We pulled up his call from game six, his, the, the, the game the six final out, yeah. Kyle Tucker. But there's something different about it. I don't know what it is. Like there's a there's a different energy to it. And we and down here in, in, in Houston, our, our radio broadcasters, Robert Ford and, and Steve Sparsh are amazing. Like and, and we're I'm, we're not trying to take anything away from them because they are no. amazing. But there is some there is an extra level of energy when you hear Francisco Romero just yeah Paulo 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 I'm like let's go like I I don't know what I don't know what he's saying I don't even know like he explained it to me on the on when we did the interview but I'm like I don't even know I don't even know what he's saying but let's we're doing it go I'm so excited and it I was like I'm running through a wall right now let's and that's and that's that's your job when you are that medium between the moment and the fan, the moment, and the consumer, that's your job. And you're absolutely right. It never falls flat. It never falls short. It is always, always perfect. Always. I love it. I've watched the home run. I haven't watched, I swear to God, I haven't watched the home run derby in English in a decade. So 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 tell me, what was it like watching Juan Soto win this year? Like what, what? What was the? It had to be a fucking electric. Like well, it's 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 great because it's almost like the stage gets set, and like you know the moment is coming, and it's just a matter. And, and the platform, or excuse me, the format with which the derby uh, has has taken taken on that has a lot to do with it, right? Timing of the rounds, bonus balls. You hit them 450, you get time. Like they just so you can almost see it ratcheting up. But um, I mean the Homer the Homer Derby, there's no other there's no other performance for me as far as pro sports go that puts the stars and their talent on display that you would want to see it where it's not just complete folly. Like, I mean, the NFL is running out a flag football game, for Christ's sake. Right, that, yeah. they're running out of flag football. It was not great. It was right? not great. And the NBA is running out a live offensive walkthrough for their, for their, you know, the dunk contest. Tired. That's tired. Been tired for a long time. And and their All Star game. Tired. Major League Baseball, All Star game. Dudes are throwing 100 miles an hour, trying to hit the ball 500 feet. That just doesn't go away. And then in the home run derby, they're trying to hit the ball 700 feet. And, and that doesn't go away either. So it's competitive. Somebody wants to win a truck. Somebody wants a check. I mean, Pete Alonso is making bank just cashing out the home run derby. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's funny that you touched on that because uh, one thing I wanted to touch on that you actually talked about this week on, the, on uh, Baseball is Dead, Alex Bregman. So Alex Bregman is playing in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. Yeah. No, well, and, I thought he's the coach. No, 
Am I, mm. did I miss that? Like, I know that Albert Pujols was, was actually playing, which I'm like, I don't, I don't know how he's going to run up and down. I'm sorry, he, he, he is going to be a coach. But one thing I just want to let you know, Dallas, that you touched on this week is, you know, y'all touched a little bit on the scandal, you know, that we know that's going to come through. But, but you came back and you said, no matter what, Alex Bregman is still being a dude. Like, he is still a dude. Um, I don't know what it is, but I have a feeling about Alex Bregman this year. I think he's going to go fucking nuts. I think Alex Bregman is going to go nuts this year. So well, they, they, he, he's uh, and my whole point was that, as you said, forever, and that that's part of the conversation that was had early when the cop when the topic was hot was this is going to follow these guys for the rest of their career, and it will. And right. I just hope that if you didn't know them before. And that was your first taste of these guys as a player was that discrepancy was that transgression. Then I'd also like to remind you of who they are as people on the positive side. If I've had an encounter with them and I can speak to that, I'm going to do that because what I saw Alex do for fans and what I know that means to those fans, that means something if you genuinely give a shit about growing the game of baseball because in that moment he was their favorite player their hero their everything and then from there he had to deal with talking about or not talking about or hearing or not hearing the opinions of what happened and maybe not being that hero anymore and you got a choice to make you can keep showing up and keep trying to be the same guy you were short of the mistakes you made or you could let that eat you alive. And he has showed up and been the same dude. And he's taken the arrows. And he, so he's been the model citizen, I think, for guys in terms of how you're going to wear it. How should you wear it? Should something like this happen and you get caught and you got to wear it? How do you go about it? Let me present Alex Bregman 101, how to wear it. God, he and I, I don't know what it is. And I've been talking about this a couple weeks. I don't know what it is about this year, but I've, I really think – do I think we're going to get Silver Slugger Alex Bregman again? Uh, maybe not. But I think there's a, a different fire in Alex Bregman coming up this year. Uh, so, High-level. High-level performer on both sides of the ball. Oh, an unbelievable third baseman. I mean, obviously, he, you know, he's, he's going to get slept on behind, you know, Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado, unbelievable guys, obviously. But um, I'm freaking pumped to watch that guy. But that, that's one thing I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you about because that hit, that hit home for, for us especially because, hell, we, t- we take all kinds of fire, right? We take all kinds of fire for being Astros fans. So um, that really meant a lot on, on your platform to say something like that. And, I mean, obviously everybody has their own kind of opinions. But when you came out and said that, I was like, fuck yeah. Like I was already ready a Dallas Braden fan, but – that that pretty much sealed the deal for me, man. Well then, well then, I need you guys to do some legwork for me because I ain't saying no more nice shit about him until he brings me my fucking Breggy Bomb salsa because he's been ducking me for a year now on the Breggy Bomb, and he told me I'll bring it to you, bro. Oh, all right, my bad, my bad. I left it. I'll bring it at next road trip. He didn't bring it, so so now during the broadcast, like I'm I'm waiting for a moment where he's not in the game where he might be inside watching the game so I could then just air him out about not coming through with my fucking salsa. So, okay, I 
we have zero sponsors like at all, but so we went to FanFest. It was not nothing like Padres FanFest. It was not as not as overwhelming as Padres FanFest, but I did stop by the Breggy Bomb booth. And, and one thing I want to add to my baseball memorabilia, well, number one, I, I need to add a, a Dallas Braden 19th perfect game ball to my. Let's go. So, but but I also need an Alex Bregman ball. But I did, if you're not fucking seasoning your steaks with Breggy Bomb Hefe seasoning, listen to you. You're missing out. Listen, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I, I could recommend it. I could recommend a nice Breggy Bomb salsa with your meal or before you have the El Jefe seasoned steak, but I don't know. That could be rat poison for all I know. I don't know. I've never tasted it. I don't I so I can't confirm that it's not rat poison. Dude, this this shit is the real deal. Ten out of ten. Look, right. we, well, I, I guess I'll have to take your word for it because I'll never know will, what the salsa We will tastes. send you a Breggy Bomb box. Dennis. No, I don't want it, okay. I don't want like, it from you, Susie. I want it from him. He told me he was going to give it to me, and he hasn't given it to me. Well, I, contrary to popular belief, we don't have pull with Alex Bregman. I know, I know it would seem like that because we are – like the not anything on the U.S. charts of baseball, but in Australia, bourbon and baseball is blowing up. Okay, so I'm just saying, in Australia, if Alex Bregman played in Australia, we would have that pull. We would. Okay. We would. Right. okay? Here in the United States, we're still we're still climbing those charts. We're still That's we're still right. getting That's up there. Right. Okay. Um, but I, you know, like I, I will I will go get you some Breggy Bomb. At HEB and, I and send it that. to you, Dallas. Okay? If you got Breggy like, Bomb waiting for me in a plastic bag before we go to Korean barbecue when we're in Houston, <laughs> I won't be mad at you. Okay, we got you. We got, we got you. you. We got you. Uh, hey, Dallas, we don't want to take up the rest of your day. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I know you said you're out of alcohol. I know that's kind of underwhelming, but uh, I have yes, a couple. That is brutal. <laughs> I have a couple uh, questions to kind of uh, close the show out. So, number one, who is your sleeper starting pitcher? This next year. Ooh, sleeper starting pitcher. You know. And if it's not Hunter Green from the Reds, what are you even doing? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, part of me wants to go. Part of me wants to go uh, a different route. And I think this team can make some noise. And I think a lot of it has to do with what this individual could could do and not only could do but needs to do because this dude would be coming off the absolute worst performance of his career this is a guy who i had penciled in to win the cy young last year and let me tell you that that did not happen uh but there's a man by the name of jose barrios up in toronto who I think as it sits right now, probably slotted 3-4 in that rotation, uh, depending on what they want to do with Bassett. Not that it matters, but uh, coming off the worst year of his career, he's not even 30, uh, if he could dial it back in and get back to get back to performing the way that he's capable of, because he has phenomenal shit, uh, he just got to get back to missing bats. I, I think that could be, I think that could be a, a, a surprise, a bounce back. Jose Barrios, another guy. I, I don't know if it's a surprise, but I think a dude like Logan Webb.
could be somebody that's in to take a massive step forward. Another fella, you mentioned his name earlier in this podcast, Suze, Tristan McKenzie, a.k.a. Nick Winsey. Tristan oh, Yes. McKenzie. Freaking love that dude. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Love um, that dude. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh big fan of McWinsey. Um so I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to keep up with that. I didn't even think about that. Toronto did get better in the offseason. Um but who is your sleeper MVP vote? Because I think that we saw so we, we, we saw some guys this last year, right? That I think we had riding pretty high on the MVP. I, I tell you what, Paul Goldschmidt was not in my talk last year. Was oh, well mine? he was in mine. He was in mine. Come not on. in my talk. Show of hands who picked Paul Goldschmidt to win the MVP? This guy right here, dude. This guy, preseason MVP. Who nailed that? Show of hands who nailed that? This guy right here. This guy nailed that. Yep. So uh, who is your who's your sleeper MVP vote? Oh shit. I haven't even thought about this. This is my this is my way too early, extremely premature, no context MVP vote. I'm sorry. Oh, crap. We're notorious for that. We we had to bring you in unprepared. Yeah. Part of me, like part of me wants to. Oh man, like is is Jordan? Is Jordan not a not an option? The only Jordan problem with that is he takes a hit defensively. Um, man, we I mean, were talking AL. Nah, we'll go. It doesn't matter. Sleeper, doesn't NL, matter. AL, doesn't NL, matter. AL, whoever. Because, like, my – I think I, I said this in our, our last one. I see – I think Ronald Acuna makes a makes a jump this year, right? I think – big big Acuna fan. I love Ronald Acuna. Okay. But I, but I, th- but I think he becomes relevant again this year. Well, there's a lot of talk about right, – see, I don't, again, I don't know if it's a surprise because, I mean – if it wasn't for Manny Machado, the Padres would have been off the face of the planet last year. Um, yeah, yeah, Manny's not—he's—he's—he's he's, he's not a surprise for me. He's I, not I a, he's, no. Yeah, he's not—he's not a sleeper. Like, who's going to pick up a vote, and you're going to be like, "Holy shit! I did not see that coming." Um, you know, that's a great question. <sighs> is it good? Is See, I, here I am. I'm thinking of of like the little like the new kids, and then I was like, "Wait, are they gonna are or are they gonna be rookie of the year?" Is my was my like was my next thing? I was like, "Oh, I was like, I don't think they so can be like, both." So like, does MJ Melendez, Bobby Witt, Wander Franco, Wander Franco really didn't live a? I, I really don't think he lived up to the hype. Does he come back and have a monster year? Petered out a like- bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a that that's one way to go. Like. Because I just don't know how many sort of, you know, like, what would you would you be surprised that Julio Rodriguez is in the MVP conversation? Like, I don't know that I would be terribly surprised by that. Uh, but maybe a guy, uh, and going back up, going back up to Toronto, maybe a guy like Bo Bichette. Oh, there you like, go. He's a player. Oh, yeah. He's a player that I I have always felt like, dude, this could be a like. What? Why can't this be a like? 25 30 30 guy like i feel like that could be a thing for him because he's got help in that lineup you got guys around him that can give him the protection and if he can do what he needs to do with the pitches 
He's going to play great defense. Right. I think that could be an option. Because originally I was going to say Nolan Arenado, but that's not a surprise because he was one and two with Paul Goldschmidt. Love. But I couldn't say Love. that out loud because then Jared would say I'm stealing his pick. <laughs> well, well here, here's the thing, though, Dallas. Uh, you know, again, contrary to popular belief, I don't, I don't think Jared Carabas is going to listen to bourbon baseball. So we're just going to go ahead with you. You get you get the pick. Like, that's just a, that's what we're going to say. I like that. Then. Yeah. Last two questions. All right. So I am an avid MLB the show player. And and you know, you were talking about Jared being a you know a fucking peasant with the PS4. We gotta upgrade, yes. right? Yes. So I have I have the PS5. Jared Carabas versus Dallas Braden. Who's winning? That's not even a question. That's not even that's why not even, why that that's because he doesn't even know how to turn it on. You wasted yeah. your question, Shelby. You wasted he your question. He doesn't even know how to turn it on. Shelby, he would if if him and I played together, it, it could potentially mean the end of the podcast, which would mean the end of our friendship, which would mean he would probably be breaking shit, which means I didn't have to call his mom and console her and apologize, call his sister who I love very, very much, and console her as well. Like I just, I, I I'd feel terrible about it. Okay, so let let's swap the question up. What does your Diamond Dynasty squad look like right now? Who you got? Ooh. Oh, well, I tell you, I've, 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 full disclosure, the minute that Madden comes out, my MLB The Show time goes down because I, I didn't taper off the Dynasty and I taper off live and I start to go, I just focus on like, because I'll play a season of the A's and I'll play a game a day, the game that we're playing that day. Like, I'll just, it. I'll do that. It. So, um, and then I go to Madden. I'm a big, I'm a big MMA guy. I love MMA, uh -huh. so I've honestly, like right now, I've been crushing UFC, and it was because the build up to the Islam Makhachev fight last night, Makhachev Volkanovski. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, I was back on it. Um, but uh, I tell you what, I'm pumped for this year is the Negro League edition. Oh, I'm so excited about that. So mm -hmm. I, so number one, I'm gonna. Because you know. I'm going to tell you, it's going to look like this. Josh Gibson, Satchel Paige, Martin Diego. Like, th these are the dudes that I'm going to be rolling out there. This is long. This was long overdue. So our um, our other podcast is a member of what's called Variety Sports Network. They're phenomenal guys over there. So we're uh, we're actually going to do – it's in the talks that we're going to do something. It will be the show content. But it is it was long, long, long overdue, like – I'm sorry, but as soon as I can snatch up Josh Gibson, it's going to happen. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the dude, and then we we have at school on Thursdays. You know, it's Black History Month. I have the I have the Grays jersey number twenty. Like we are stunning this month. Do it, it. ma'am. This is the content that we need. So if there is not a selfie that is sent to me, I'm going to be very upset. Thursday. Right? Yes. Like, Thursday is the day I will be stepping out in the, the navy blue and gray, grays jersey, number 20. We Bless are you. probably step out in the Jays. We are going to look. The kids are going to be like, oh. Okay, this, this, is, this is the content that we need, Shelby. Come on. But, uh, and I'm pumped. I'm also, too, uh, I'm pumped about Jazz Chisholm. Um, I'm very pumped yeah. about that. 
I think yeah. Jazz Chisholm is going to be fucking electric this year, especially when he comes out and he says, hey, you know, you want me to go to center? I'm going to win a gold glove for you. He's, I love that. He's gonna get, I love that. He's going to get I himself hurt, Shelby. I love it. He's going to get himself hurt. Stop it. He's not going to get Anyways. All right, <laughs> Dallas, exactly. last, last question for you. Let you go enjoy your day. Uh, I'm going to bust it back to the starting nine days, the uh, interviews. All right, you can pick one pitch from somebody's repertoire, put it in yours. Who are you taking and what are you taking? Ooh, wow. Wow. I get I get this pitch. See, like. What, are they I, trading I, pitches, Shelby? Or or is he just, does that pitcher no longer have, have that pitch? Do I trade my pitch or do I get to adopt this pitch as well? Oh, no. You, hey, you get to keep your change up. Change up okay. staying in. Change up right. staying in. Okay. I was going to say, I'm keeping the change up screw ball. That's, that's mine. I'm, I'm keeping <laughs> that. Uh, I mean, I just. I don't know how I don't take a Jordan Hicks 105 mile an hour fastball. Like, I don't know how I don't do that. Like me, me, you're talking to <laughs> me here. All right. If you were talking to somebody else that could throw a baseball through a piece of binder paper, their answer might be different. My answer is give me the 105 mile an hour fucking heater. I, I tell you right now, I've said this many times. If I could throw anything 100 miles an hour i'd be in jail i would have spent <laughs> i would have spent time in jail many times for throwing shit at people you bet your ass for sure for sure so yeah 105 no doubt 105 and i don't care who's 105 i mean if you want to give me bob feller's 105 for when he was throwing the baseball against the guy on the scooter to see how fast he could throw. Give me Bob Bellers, 105. If you want to give me Nolan Ryan's, 103, 107, whatever, on the jump, give me that. Give me the hardest fucking heater ever thrown so I can hurt some feelings and take some souls. You know, I just want to let you know, I expected nothing less right there. Nothing less you lived up to. All the expectations that I had for that answer. Um, yeah. Dallas Brady, thank you so much for coming on today, taking time out of your Super Bowl Sunday to come hang out with two interesting chicks for sure. Definitely interesting. No. Hey. Thank, thank you guys for reaching out. I've had a blast. Seriously, I've had a blast. And I can't tell you guys thank you enough for going out on the limb that I'm sure was scary and unstable at first. Like, what are we going to do? Is this what we want to do? Is this what? And you did it. And you did it. You did it well. You're doing it well. Continue to do it. This is the kind of of shit that the game needs. This is the kind of exposure that folks like you need people who love the game and are willing to do whatever they can to talk about it, to be around it, to enjoy it, to create content around it. That shit matters. So the minute that you guys reached out, it was an absolute yes. Just got to figure out when, and if I can ever be of any help, if you ever want me to come on and talk some more shit again, hit me up girls. You got the number. Okay. I'm, I, we're 1000% serious. When the A's come through, we're going to take you for Korean. Okay. I already, we've already think? talked about that's a okay. fucking done deal. It's happening. It's happening. That's old shit. Suit. That's old shit. If you don't show up with my bag of buggy bomb, though, you're paying. Hey, let him know, but at the end of the day, we got you no matter what. But Dallas Braden. Uh, tell us a little bit before you head off. Where, where can we find you on Twitter? Where can we find your podcast? Where can we find you on Instagram? Tell us the spots. At, at Dallas Braden 209 on the tweet box. 
uh, the 209 mayor, Dallas Braden on Instagram, uh, TikTok as well. Very limited, very, very not even just super random shit on TikTok. Uh, and let's see. Yeah. Baseball is dead. Anywhere you're listening to a podcast, they got us. So holler at your boy. And I, I'll put all those social media links in the, in the show description. So y'all can just click on, click on that and just follow Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden, you are now, uh, my one, my one, a favorite player ever. Like it's hey. like Kyle Tucker and then like Dallas Braden, like right there. You want to know why? I might have to get some Kelly Green, man. Just I'm because it's be- Super Bowl Sunday, I wanted to show you. You see what that says? Right there, Dallas Braden, the Mud <gasps> Villains, 2023 Fantasy Champs. Why? Because I rode the curtails of former Red Raider, Patrick Mahomes, all the way to the promised land. That's right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm I'm about to be dripped down in some Texas Tech baseball and some Kelly Green. I'm I'm gonna have to get some Kelly Green now. I gotta add it. I gotta add the green. Well, we're we're now the biggest. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got some uh, I've got some Pound Town hooded sweatshirts and some Get Off My Mound T-shirts with your guys' name on it. Just gonna need a size and an address. Hell yeah. Dallas, thank you so much. Enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday uh, with the boys up uh, What you said you're up north, right? At a buddy's house? That's right. In Stockton in the 209. Hell yeah. Dallas, thank you so much. Look forward to uh, keeping in touch with you. No problem. We'll see you soon, ladies. I can taste the barbecue. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Later, girls. Bye. What a guy.